0: Okay, let's go. You ready? That's Kira. That's Vic. And this is Girl Like You. Hello, Kira. Hi, Victoria. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm great. That's good. That is good. <laughs>
0: okay, let's just dive right in.
1: Yeah, we have a bit of a different style episode today. Yeah, obviously the title will probably give it away.
0: Right. Um, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month and yeah. to honor Mm -hmm. those who have suffered Mm -hmm. and to honor ourselves ourselves and the babies that we've lost yeah kira is going to share her ectopic pregnancy experience which i'm actually sorry to like jump right in no that's i'm really i'm really i shouldn't say excited (laughs) but like i am excited to learn because i don't even really know a lot about ectopic pregnancy and then what i do know i've learned from you and Mm -hmm. from actually one reality star, Charlotte Crosby from like the UK, she had like a horrible oh, experience and like she shared it hers. Up. Yeah. I'll explain it to you after it's, if you don't know her, it wouldn't be like that big of a deal. Yeah. But uh, anyways, that's the only reason I know what an ectopic pregnancy is, but I don't really know a lot about it. And I think it's one of another, one of those things that just isn't like just, discussed very much.
1: No. And like, that's part of the reason that I wanted to do An episode on it was because while I was going through it and then after I was like desperately you're you sort of go through well me anyway I don't know about you but like suddenly I'm like looking for Facebook groups and looking for podcasts and looking for Instagram posts and googling (laughs) like everything about an ectopic pregnancy and I didn't really find a podcast that was like conversational and someone just talking about their experience of going through it it was all just like I think I found one that was a doctor interviewing another doctor for how to do the surgery. And I was like, this is just so not wow, what I want to really hear right now. There's nothing.
0: Of... Yeah. That's crazy because it does affect more people than you.
1: Oh, I should have, I should have looked up the statistics. Maybe if we take a little pause at some point in this, we can look up what they are, but actually one second. Okay. So we looked it up and it's about one in every hundred, which is, is an ectopic pregnancy. I mean, that's which... actually quite a lot, but not a lot at the same time. You know what I mean? yeah but for
0: miscarriages it's one in four yeah and that is a lot that is a lot
1: that is a lot that is a insane amount so I think first maybe we'll just kind of talk about what an ectopic pregnancy is yeah and um I also actually want to start off by saying like this is my experience this is not like medical advice and I don't know everything about it right. so like I might get the odd thing wrong or there might be information that I don't no deep enough to kind of like touch on but if you are someone that you know is going through this definitely consult
0: with their physician yeah, it's, like this i guess we not... should
1: say like it it's the number one killer of women in the first trimester so it's serious and if you think that you if you even have an inkling that it's happening to you you need to go to emergency like no joke but um so what happens is i believe that the egg gets fertilized up in the ovary and then it tra- the fertilized egg travels down the fallopian tube and into your uterus. And it
0: that's what happens for a pregnancy.
1: Yes, that's a normal pregnancy. So with an ectopic, that egg, the fertilized egg gets caught anywhere along the way. So it can actually, some people, it's like even super more rare is the pregnancy goes into their ovary mm-hmm. or anywhere. I even read a story of a girl, if her, oh, did, would he, not a fetus, like if the embryo, embryo had moved like a quarter millimeter. It would have been in her uterus and it would have been a successful wow. pregnancy, but it's just like, it can be like just on the verge it's of getting like to your uterus hair. and it can still cause an ectopic pregnancy. So obviously it just sort of like implants itself onto your, it's supposed to be the wall of your uterus, but it would go into like this fallopian tube, which is a hair, like In your body, it's like I don't even know how thick it is, it's so tiny. Like, it's my when they found mine, it was like 0.06 millimeters that's how big my like sac or like embryo was in my fallopian tube. So, it gets stuck anywhere along the way, and then it grows as a regular right embryo would. And if it continues to grow, yeah, the your fallopian tube would rupture, and like the way that people. Um, are most affected by it is that you like bleed out basically internally. So for me, I don't know if we should just like, is there any, do you have any questions about that? Should I just kind of tell my little yeah, no, timeline? Yeah. So I actually, and the crazy, the reason that I kind of thought about retelling this story is that it was last October. So it's been like exactly a year since it all wow. happened. Yeah. And it, October 30th, I got a positive pregnancy test. And I actually just went back and looked at like my spreadsheet from when I was like tracking everything back then. And I had wrote down bleeding on the 31st. And I know we've talked about like, it's so frustrating when you're trying to get pregnant and the symptoms of your period and the symptoms of pregnancy are literally the exact same. And you're like, oh, my boobs are sore and I'm a little bit cranky and I'm tired and I'm hungry. Oh, and I'm spotting. But is it it implantation or is it my period coming? ectopic is like that times a million how frustrating it is because and the same with a miscarriage I feel like it's like is cramping normal in the first trimester it's like yeah you're either totally fine or you're having a miscarriage it's like (laughs) that's a really broad fucking spectrum like one or the other it's so I hate that and so with I remember at the time one of our mutual friends was already like three months pregnant and her and I had had our first daughters very close together like 12 days apart mm-hmm. so i was like oh my god we're gonna be pregnant together again and i like told her right away but i was like i'm kind of like bleeding though and she's like oh i was bleeding too like both pregnancies i think or she told me one or the other i can't remember and i was like okay but i was like googling it and my the blood that i was having was like brown mm-hmm. and that's again can be totally normal right but also when it can be like old blood and if it continues so mine just sort of like went on and off for like two weeks i think and i was like okay this is starting to get a little weird were you continuing to take tests pregnancy tests i can't remember if i was i don't think i was i just didn't had never had trouble conceiving at that point or even knew that like wasn't worried about a miscarriage i was just like oh but the funny thing was the only thing i was googling this entire time was ectopic pregnancy like so I just immediately body. started Googling like, mm, this... and I, I had no real symptoms yet other than that, like Brown bleeding. And I never really got any other symptoms. So it's just so weird. Like I was like, mm, I think I knew, weird. which just sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but so a couple weeks and then it kind of stopped and I was like, Oh, thank God. Like I'm good to go. And I think I might've taken another positive pregnancy test at that point. Or I didn't even know that like you could, I don't know. And then we went to our brett's brother's house for the weekend and all was good and then we were literally getting in the truck to go leave and i like went pee and wiped and it was like red blood and i was like oh god okay this is kind of freaking me out now and then we got home and it was like a lot and i'm like okay i think i need to go to the hospital and i went this was like a saturday i think so this is like i've i'm now i've known i'm pregnant for two weeks so Saturday I go to the hospital, like I go to emerge, they get me in pretty quick, but they're kind of just like, yeah, like it's normal to have bleeding in the beginning of your pregnancy. And at this point, I think I was having a tiny twinge of pain in the side that it was in, in my right side. So I told them that, but there's this weird symptom of ectopic pregnancy and it's called shoulder tip pain. And it's literally the tip of your shoulder up here. And it like burns. Inside or like the skin? Inside. Like it feels like the muscles kind of being pulled and it somehow is connected or like there's wow. something weird and I just like don't understand it.
0: Wow, so it that's can also, crazy. yeah,
1: it can also be right in the shoulder. So that's just something to definitely look out for, but I never got it. And I got like a tiny twinge. No, I wouldn't even call it a cramp. I would just call it like a pinch Sensation. or like a, yeah. And I just like told the girl, like I knew, I think I knew at that point I was like, I have something's happening. Well, yeah, you start yeah. bleeding when you, yeah. yeah. And after like all the weeks of brown blood that I would already mm-hmm. had, I was kind of just like, I think it's an ectopic. And they were like, all right, well, we're just going to do your blood. They gave me like an HCG blood test, mm-hmm. no ultrasound, which looking back and what I know now I should have demanded one. Right. Um, and like, I have a close friend who's an ultrasound tech and she was like, I cannot believe that they didn't give you an ultrasound right there wow. and sent me home because if it had ruptured, like you can die. So, and I guess they were just assuming, well, if you don't really feel that much pain, then you haven't ruptured. Yes. So. And like, I of, I'm in the Facebook group now for like people who've had ectopics and some people literally don't feel anything. Don't even know they're pregnant. Don't get a positive pregnancy test. Wow. And then have it rupture. And it's just like, mm-hmm it's really scary, but I don't want to freak people out. Like it's obviously really rare, but I think just what I learned from this whole entire thing is like advocating for yourself. Yeah. It's kind of what the only thing that I learned through this is like, you got to not ask. being ridiculous no. or demanding
0: something for your no. own health. No, like, like I have
1: a really bad feeling and I want an ultrasound. And are you going to deny me one? Right. Like what's the worst case
0: scenario? Yeah. Really? Like if someone thinks yeah. that you're being ridiculous, it's really not worse than the actual worst case scenario yeah, is exactly. that somebody just wants to cut corners and your health is at risk
1: yeah and I remember this friend who's she's like they didn't give you an ultrasound and I was like no and she's like okay are you going back and they told me basically come back in 48 hours and the reason for it was because they wanted to see if my HCG was dropping so HCG is like the pregnancy hormone and that's what gives you a positive pregnancy test and so of course I go there the next two days later this was like Monday and my levels had gone down, like they'd cut in half. So oh, they're wow. like, okay, you're for sure like losing this pregnancy, mm-hmm. but we need to do an ultrasound and see like what's, what, if what's it's an ectopic on? or not. So he, oh, actually this is hilarious, not hilarious, but like on the Monday or Tuesday, I think it was Monday. Brett didn't go in to work because he literally woke up and his toe was so swollen and sore. He couldn't even touch like the sheets on it or put a sock on. And so we like
0: what happened to his toe
1: maybe we, a bug bite or we something we still don't know like I thought he had gout which is like hilarious because the doctor's like no you don't have gout but it ended up being some form of like tendinitis that I don't know it was so weird though so weird. we go and sit and emerge together I'm like hey I'm here for my follow-up like probably having a miscarriage and Brett's like yeah like I can't move my toe <laughs> just like I know. it was It's so, not funny, but it is. It, like, yeah, exactly. And like, even just explaining it to the nurses when they, I'll get, yeah, I'll get to that. So I get, go to get the ultrasound and she's like talking and I could feel her, I had to get an internal. So they put this like long, basically a skinny dildo, like up you and like, oh, really, the internal yeah, um, ultrasound, ultrasound. I've yeah. also had one of those done. The worst. Enough. Yeah. It's so fun. And so she went to my left side and it was like, take a picture move take a picture move take a picture move and then I felt her do the middle and then she went over to my right side and she just like stopped and took like 10 pictures and like she stopped talking to me and then she like moved it a little bit took like another 10 and I'm like okay so it's it's an ectopic like I knew it wow So that was – and it was just so – And it's crazy that they're not really allowed to talk to you because
0: you're like, okay, now I'm sitting here. There's an elephant in the room. Like, I'm trying not to cry while you're literally up my body, inside of my body. And, like, you can't just say – okay, I do see something here. Yeah. I'm just going to take some pictures. Your doctor, like, you know what I mean? It, they just I, like clam up and they, and I'm not sure if they can't. No, anything. they can't.
1: They're not like, that should technically be technically
0: qualified. And I'm like, that's should, the biggest joke ever. That is a big joke. They should at least be able to say, okay, I do see something. I'm not allowed to disclose. I'm not qualified to diagnose or whatever, but like, I have to take photos and there'll be a follow-up
1: conversation.
0: Some I'm literally like, just okay, be, like,
1: pull up your pants. And she like pulls it out and it's just like covered in blood. And I'm like, okay she's like yeah the doctor will let you know I'm like this is so dumb like don't act like everything's fine yeah yeah not that it's their fault but still no no no. I feel for them like that must be awful to just or maybe part of it is like kind of nice I guess that they don't have to be the ones that anyway so the doctor I go back to like this waiting room or whatever and he's like this is at the Lloydminster hospital and he just like struts in he's like you have an ectopic pregnancy I'm just like okay he said it like that (laughs) Yeah. Which was, I know, just like, oh, cool. After like, someone, I know what doctor that was. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, what does that mean? He's like, well, you'll likely have surgery today. And I was just like, what? Like, I've never like, had. Wh- where did the bedside manner I go? Know. Like, oh, you'll likely have surgery today.
0: Okay, that might be normal for you. But yeah. like, surgery is not normal I've for you. I've never
1: broken a bone or had stitches in my life. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know if I got one or two after I had Ellie. Honestly, it was kind of a blur. I think I definitely <laughs> got some. No, I did get some. But, like, you don't remember that, and it doesn't fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I've never even, like, gone to a merge with an open wound and had to get it stitched up. Or, like, broke right. like, like, I've literally, yeah. like, no, never, I mean I've same. never gone under. Like, I'm just shitting myself yeah. when he says this. And he's like, but the OB who's on call will be doing the surgery, and, like, he'll be here to tell you. Or he'll come back and tell you so then i'm texting my it's actually my oh maybe i won't it's a friend that's an x-ray tech and i'm just like it's ectopic they said i'm getting surgery today and she's like well isn't there just a medication that you can take and i was like i don't know Is because there, they didn't tell you they, they just didn't say anything surgery. so i'm like okay i was like frantically googling like medication for ectopic and i kind of saw that there are a few options um and then brett's like down the hall getting blood tests to see if he has gout at the same time so I'm like texting him
0: and I just oh said they God. think I'm
1: getting surgery today he's and like he, no and he you literally how can, am I supposed to walk out of here he literally couldn't walk like I'm not even <laughs> kidding you it was so weird and painful and swollen. like he couldn't fucking walk and so then my OB comes in and it was actually my OB from having Ellie okay. who he was fine I didn't love him I don't really care for the way that it went down we do birth in Canada regardless so it, it wasn't a dream but it was fine and at least I knew him and like I I trust kind of trusted him and had like right. rapport with him and right he was a stranger yeah and English wasn't his first language but I had spoken to him enough that I like understood sometimes it takes a while of hearing someone yes. speak with an accent to understand yes. what they're saying so that was nice and he just said yeah ectopic in your right tube um we're prepping the or right now and like at this point i still didn't know what surgery meant that's insane and he just goes we're gonna remove your right fallopian tube and i'm no way what yeah and i was like uh what yeah like i hadn't i thought that like maybe they would cut it out which is a possibility and i can kind of get into that in a minute but cut it out. Oh, so, cut out the ectopic So there are part. like very well practiced OBs who will go into the tube and scrape the ectopic out and, and like remove like it and the... they can reconnect it. So a big problem with ectopics is that there's scar tissue that gets left in the tube from it being there. Right. And so then you're at higher risk, like once you've had an ectopic, that's why I thought it was one in 10. Once you've had an ectopic, you go from one in a hundred to one in 10. So you're just Mm -hmm. like a higher chance of having a second. Mm -hmm. So they like to just cut them out because of the scar
0: tissue, because there's that much more like, yeah, it could just get caught on it again. Mm
1: -hmm. So he was like, yeah, where do we take out your right fallopian tube? And I was just like, what the fuck? And this is embarrassing, but like, I don't know enough about women and about the reproductive system to know does this mean i can never get pregnant again like i didn't know right and she's have happening no idea. so idea fast it's
0: not even like
1: and i was just like uh well isn't there a medication that i can take he said well sometimes i was like okay when are those times is this one of those times and he said well i'd have to see your numbers and I was like, "Don't you think you'd want to?" Can take we look those at my numbers? You I was so removed pissed. part of my body, right? So I was like, "Can we look at my numbers?" He's like, "Well, they're not in this chart." I'm like, "Can we get them, please?" Like, I can't believe you had to ask that. I know that is insane. And also, I'm so fucking proud of myself because honestly, before, for you. the way that my birth went with Ellie, I would never have asked. I would have just been like, no. Okay, like, and I'm getting my I surgery. There's
0: so many women out there who just. I mean, I'm not a knock at doctors or healthcare workers no. because I believe that they're doing their best. I do. Oh, of course. And the shit they have to deal with, I can't imagine what it's like. And I also believe that they are seasoned after so many years. And I believe that they can see the easier route to take. And I can see that they are also just people with opinions. Yes. Just like we are people with opinions. So I can see
1: the room for disagreement in Of course. And like, I don't know for sure, but I've heard from other people, like they get paid for surgeries. So they, and it's, it's right. the quick and easy, quick and easy. And them. it's going to solve the problem exactly. and they get paid to do it. So it's like,
0: why aren't they going to do that? But right. for me, but that's the thing I think, and I don't even know where this needs to be implemented. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's in parenting. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, but like we need to, we need to know how to be, our own biggest advocate Mm -hmm. and our partners need to learn and vice versa. Mm -hmm. We need to learn how to be the best and biggest advocate for our partners. Because when you are having your first child, you're a kid having a kid. You don't know how to be a parent. You don't know how to ask the questions. You've never been through it. You don't know. And so when you're going through something like this, like, I don't know about you, but for me, when I had Hallie, I just was like, I need my mom. Like I need a woman here. I need someone like, what God fuck is Mark. Like? I love him. Mm-hmm. He was so awesome, but he's also going through it too because he's seeing stuff happening, doesn't know how to do anything, no. wants to help me feel better, doesn't know what they don't know what to do. But someone needs to be there to be this like middleman to be able to be like, okay, I'm gonna help ask questions because I don't have these emotions that you're feeling when yeah. they tell you they're taking part of your body yeah. out. Yeah, I'm just like, and that is like shocking to me that you had to first of all get the attitude back when you're asking mm-hmm. questions about your stuff and mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have that stuff included yeah why do they even have anything with your numbers if yeah. they're not going to include it with your chart that's yeah. just a waste of everybody's I know. time
1: exactly like why did you take my blood three times over the last 48 hours like and where did it go and like where did, where's, my blood? <laughs> where's my blood go
0: anyways good for you for like thinking about that in the moment because there's so many emotions going through you. I can imagine, but to think about, no, like this is what I want and this is what I want to know. I just want to know more, like even to to demand more information about your situation before moving forward with any treatment option, Mm -hmm. I think is something we don't know that we can do and we should do. Yes.
1: And, But it just like made me sad. And this is another reason that I wanted to share this was because if I hadn't been texting my close friend who Mm -hmm. knew all this stuff, I never would have known. And it shouldn't be that way. Like you should be given it's called informed consent because they are supposed to inform you of everything that's going on and whatever. I don't even want to make excuses because I think that this just like with my delivery, Mm -hmm. I think that there were shortcuts made that shouldn't have been made. And it pissed me off and I am still dealing with that, but it mm-hmm. taught me a big lesson. And I think that I would never have stood up for myself like that if I hadn't have had the birth experience right. that I had. So yeah, I was like, especially after what happens next, because he goes, okay, yeah. Like I'm like, what well, can we get my numbers? He's like, well, I'll have to go look for them. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll mm-hmm. be right here waiting for you to go get them. So what they want to know, There's three types of, it's called management for ectopic pregnancies. There is surgical management and then I think it's called medicative, is that a word? Medicative management or like it's just medication. So there's surgery, medication or something called expectant management where you can go home and just like be prepared for the next like two weeks to rush to the hospital at any time if you feel pain. So that's scary. I literally didn't know until today that if your hcg is under 600 and dropping you're a candidate for expectant management
0: because your body does knows your body's getting rid
1: of it on its own and it's not if it's if it's like 1200 you're like because your hcg levels kind of correlate with how many weeks pregnant you are Mm -hmm. so they think that my embryo only grew for about a week And then it started like slowly dissolving, which I mean, in a shitty scenario, that's the best case, right? right? Um, But other people's like can grow like six, seven, eight, you can be eight weeks Mm -hmm. and it not rupture. So your, your HCG at that point is like 300,000 or something crazy like that. And you're not a candidate. If it's that big, it's like could rupture at any second. And I think mine was like 400. Oh, wow. so i would have been a candidate to just go home and not even get the medication which is probably what you would have, have chosen is what i would have chosen if i would have known that but he then so he goes and looks at my numbers and comes back he says actually yeah we could probably just give you the medication and i was like okay and so at that point i was like well that medication's better than surgery i guess like i don't know right there's
0: still not much information
1: to yeah you. and now looking back i wish i would the medication like it's very effective if you're in, so they they also look for free fluid in your abdomen. There's a lot of other things that they're looking for, but basically I qualified in every single way to just go home and deal with it myself. Oh, I, wow, my body was already breaking it down. That's why I had been bleeding for so mm-hmm. long. My HCG levels were more than cutting in half every 24 hours. So like mm-hmm. it was going, mm-hmm. but they didn't tell me any of this and the medication very effective. That's a very good job is an immunosuppressant and is a serious serious medication. It's not something that you just take willy-nilly. like when you t- when they give it to you, you have to sign a contract that you will not get pregnant for three months because it's so dangerous in your body to like a, a new fetus. Mm-hmm. So I mean looking back even more, of course, if I had the option of surgery or medication, like I don't even know looking back what I would have picked. It's hard to say because I, surgery or medication. Yeah. If I knew what I know, just because the medication is pretty hard. Oh, I understand. So I don't know if recovery from a surgery might've been easier on my body in the long run than recovering from this medication, which is like scary to say and whatever, but mm-hmm. it was I mean, sometimes
0: you'll there are some things like you'll questions. In life, yeah. You'll you just know can't know. To, yeah.
1: So yeah it was november 13th so i or sorry this was november 15th i got the blood work i got the ultrasound oh yeah so then he says you're getting the surgery comes back says okay no we can give you the medication and then a nurse literally walks in behind him and goes the or is ready for her and he's like no we're not doing that surgery and i was just like like they were literally just gonna
0: like they were just ready to pump me
1: in and out like it was so wild so he says but this medication you have to be on like watched for 48 hours so i had to stay in the hospital for 48 hours and i was just like Mm, oh no i don't don't want to do that so it was so funny because the nurse is like um do you have anyone that can like help you (laughs) like like, i don't know you tell me well my boyfriend actually is just down the hall but he's he can't walk she's like what like, she would just was so confused. I'm like, do you have like a set of crutches? She's like, no. I'm like, isn't this a hospital? She's like, what? I'm like, well, my, my boyfriend came into a emerge with me today. She's like, what? Like, she just could not figure out what I was saying. And then Brett goes like, oh no. <laughs> and she's just like looking at him like, who is this loser? Like, <laughs> it was just so funny, that whole part of it. Um and just like trying to explain to her what had happened like she just couldn't figure it out she Mm -hmm. just couldn't but then we like go up to the room and get ourselves settled and they said i could go home and like get my stuff if i wanted um and then they would give me the medication like in the hour or something like that so i went home and got all my stuff and you can't nurse for like three days or something Mm -hmm. so i had to pump and dump like the whole time at the hospital. And it was the most, I don't know if you've ever had like an injection into your butt. No. It was so painful. I was reading about it today, just like doing a bit of research and it's like deep into the muscles of the Glute and like it was the most painful fucking thing I've ever. Like, oh my god, and they had to do one in each ass cheek because it's like such a high amount of this medication that you have to get. And like, it was like I had a Charlie horse for three days straight, but I just had to sit in a hospital bed and like, oh, oh it was so uncomfortable. Like, it sucked. And of course, it just so happened that like my parents were in town, like, we had all these plans for the weekend, and then I was like, and I wasn't really so ready fun. to tell them that I was like four weeks pregnant. So right, I had but it. Like
0: for actually, I'm not now. Actually, just, actually there's this. So actually, you know, actually, i was, I was gonna have this, surgery, like, life threatening
1: thing going on, and I'm <laughs> oh in the hospital. God. So it was just this whole like clusterfuck. And oh, this is something else that's wild. And I don't know if anyone else will think this is as weird as I do, but my ectopic pregnancy was due on my mom's birthday, the mm-hmm. due date. My miscarriage was due on Brett's mom's birthday. With my ectopic. This all went down on Marina's birthday, like losing the baby. And my miscarriage happened on Lacey's birthday. That is weird. Is that enough? I was just like, if I ever have another baby and my due date is someone that I know, I'm, I'm going to have a that pet attack. <laughs> yeah, like, End it now. Oh my God. Oh, so
0: no, that is because I'm a big, I don't know. I like the dates. Yeah. Me, but it's never lined up for me. Nothing is oh, ever lined up. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so then I just had to spend a couple days in the hospital, which sucked, and pumping and dumping also also sucks, balls, but um, yeah, so this, it's called methotrexate, is the medication you have to take. It's an immunosuppressant, and it basically, it's a folic acid inhibitor. So like, you know how all prenatals are like, you need your folate, you need your folic acid, you need your folate. That's kind of what builds the cells and allows a pregnancy to like replicate and duplicate Mm -hmm. or whatever. So if you have this folate inhibitor it just slowly breaks it down and basically your body like absorbs it so that's what happened like for some people the bleeding gets pretty extreme if they mm-hmm. are further if it's them. done properly and yeah. they needed the medication you would get like a lot of cramping and bleeding but my body was taking care of it very well on its own so i didn't really have much of a change which was nice i guess but then the crazy thing was And this is also wild because literally no one at the hospital told me this. I just knew it from like the Facebook forums that I was in at that point. After methotrexate, you have to continue to get your blood taken every other day. And until your levels get down to zero, even with the medication, you can still rupture. So like you can rupture at like a five HCG level, which is so like, they literally didn't tell me this. They're like, okay, yeah. Have a good day. Check in with your family doctor as soon as you can. Which is so stupid
0: too, because doctors around here are not easy to get into. It's not like you can call and say, Hey, I need to get no, my it blood work It takes eight weeks for me to get into yes. my doctor.
1: Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. At this point, I'm just like, I know what to do because of Facebook as usual. So right. I, I went in my clinics actually good and you can go like a walk in on Saturday. And I ended up just doing that and she's like she pulled up my file and it it just said like I was pregnant. They just had all my early tests in there. She's like, "So you're expecting?" I was like, "Well, no, I actually just had an ectopic last week and I was treated with methotrexate and I'm just like wondering what I'm supposed to be doing now cuz no one has told me." She's like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. She's like, "You know you're not allowed to get pregnant right away again, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, but only because of a Facebook forum, which right. is such a joke. So she's like, okay, we need to be testing. She's like, have you had your blood taken since you left the hospital? I'm like, no, she's like, you need to be getting it taken every second day cause it could still rupture. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. I'm just like, for fuck's sake. So then I'm right. getting my blood taken every second day waiting for it to go down. Which it did relatively quickly because my body was handling it right on its own so i think it was like by december 1st my hcg was down to zero and then once your hcg hits zero you have to wait the three months after that before you can safely get pregnant again wow yeah and that's pretty much it um, so I just wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit because I don't know if I really made this clear, but if you do have the surgery and you have a, one of your fallopian tubes removed, you can still ovulate from either side and the egg can still go down your other tube. So you can still get pregnant. It really doesn't like cut your fertility down at all. It just not oh, no, which I mean, would have been nice to know. They literally <laughs> didn't tell me anything, which is so right. frustrating. Like they're just like, we're taking your tube out. And I'm like. How many do i have like what does this mean <laughs> right. i don't fucking know right. but looking back i question now if if i maybe should have just got it i don't know it's so hard to say because like right. that scar tissue can cause issues going forward so some people would just rather get the tube removed um but yeah, there's a lot of people. I think are- it's kind
0: of a lose-lose. And I also think that like knowing in the back of your mind that you were a candidate for your body to pass it on its mm-hmm. own. I don't think that you would be happy looking back on anything. That's true. Other than you having been like given the opportunity to just see how it would have happened.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. Because if had you have gone through surgery, like <sighs> that's intense like That's you would have been put under you would have been in the hospital to recover you would have yeah. been sore and in, in its own way and then you would have had you know the mental struggles that go along with it yeah. anything that you know is or isn't realistic but are still feelings going mm-hmm. through your mind and your body like yeah Ugh, I knowing know. that you could have just passed it on your on your own and being like
1: and there like are holistic. ways yeah <laughs> like
0: more into holistic health yeah. approaches anyways like that i don't know i think that will always linger in your it will
1: yeah and there's a lot of ways like i've learned since then to like break up that scar tissue and make it like a very low chance that there is going to be scar tissue there that's cool yeah so it's just kind of like the more you know i guess and i did obviously get pregnant i ended up miscarrying but it was just a huge relief to like i remember even getting my ultrasounds and they're like well it's not really growing and i was like but it's in my uterus right (laughs) like that was like all i was kind (laughs) of like thinking so yeah it's just it was such a shit show and it wasn't a pleasant experience but I just think like if anyone has questions about it you can always reach out to me I'm obviously super open about it but it's like should be taken very seriously and like you should go to your doctor but There's a lot to know about it that I just feel like is not out there. And don't be afraid to ask questions to
0: your doctor. It's their job to tell you and to inform you as best. And if you're confused or if you have more questions, don't be afraid of looking stupid or being like, in my opinion, there are no stupid questions in there. Yeah.
1: And even just saying, can I have three minutes? Exactly. Can I just think about this for a minute? Like
0: three. Can someone get my boyfriend and his toe back over here so I can just (laughs) like see what he thinks.
1: And even just say, what are my other options? Because there are usually more than one and they're just going for like the most bang for their buck, the one that's going to cause them the least problems.
0: Yeah. And it's really,
1: that's too bad.
0: That's really too bad. Yeah. Okay. So I hope it doesn't offend you when I say this. You're very, very factual about it. Yeah. When you talk about it and you don't have, even talking to me like you or like your, your body language and stuff, I don't see much emotion when you're telling me but i know that that's not that can't be true
1: yeah no and it's funny that you say that because i was just looking at like i made notes when we were like planning to do the episode on this i was like well i want to get all the dates right and i want to make sure that i like tell people and i think a little part of it is because there is a lot of information about like miscarriage and like fertility and whatever but with ectopics it can be life-threatening mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I like got it all right and I think I kind of just like put my emphasis on the facts of it right because I don't want someone thinking like
0: oh well Kira went through it and it was fine and, and yeah you yeah. don't really
1: have to monitor it but like you do and right. that was kind of like the well, vibe are, that I was going for and now like looking back
0: sometimes there are like mul- like situations I shouldn't say sometimes situations are always multifaceted yeah like, there is a factual side of it and yeah to step out of it and to like explain exactly what happened is one thing but to like go back in and like relive it's way harder to go back in and to like open up those wounds and like relive mm-hmm. the emotion and talk about that
1: well and it was so like like i told like i said earlier i was bleeding the day after i got a positive pregnancy test and, and I, I just had such a bad feeling about it and like whether i like and so how is that
0: like carrying that with you every day being like I would imagine there's just so much anxiety, like you obviously can't feel excited being like, oh, I'm pregnant, but this
1: is happening
0: and I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, and I
1: think it's like knowing that, like I have a lot of belief around like manifestation and like Mm -hmm. you so it's hard to know the power that I have like held when it comes to manifesting things that I want or believe or think, and Mm -hmm. then to go through something that is shitty. And feel like you in some way manifested it is such a confusing thing to navigate. Is but that like, what if, you felt? Did you feel like you manifested it, or did you feel like you were just kind of
0: questioning everything?
1: Yeah, I think it made me just question everything. Like, right? Why did yeah, this happen? There's, yeah, i are never really going to have it explanation. And that's the crazy thing. Like, I think a some this is what I like really struggled with. With ectopic and i think it's kind of a common theme is that there's this like big denial because like as someone who has now experienced a miscarriage and an ectopic ectopic pregnancies are typically perfectly healthy they're just in the wrong spot and like that's so frustrating yeah and it's like why has modern Medicine not figured out a way to just grab it and like move it. into Re-implant your It's like why is that not a thing? And it's just not I wonder why that's
0: actually a really good question There's got to be a reason why because you can't be the first person to think of that
1: Oh, it's it's all over every forum It's like I can't like women are just like up at night ruminating about like why can't they just move it? Please just move it and they you can't I don't know why I never really looked There's into be a it reason why yeah and like for me I know I don't have any like proof of this, but I know that mine was already. I don't think this pregnancy lasted long. I think it basically started to a, like, dissolve or whatever. Dissolve you, yeah. or whatever. Your body started to push it really quickly. It yes. Right but some spot. people see a heartbeat in like their fallopian yeah. tube. Like that's awful. And yeah. And I think part of it is like when your life is threatened, like it's not like. I don't know it's so hard to
0: well and if you're not in I mean I've never been in a life-threatening situation so I really can't speak to that but I would imagine if you're if you're not in a severe amount of pain and no one's really being like okay listen like it sounds to me like everything was very like okay well this is happening so whatever you're gonna get this surgery well you don't want surgery again like whatever but like it's just gotta be a very like jarring experience to be like Oh, like, did you even know in those moments my life is at risk, or was it afterwards? I didn't. After time had passed, that you're like, oh, I literally could have died. Like this could have killed me if yeah. I didn't go in sooner. If yeah. I didn't, whatever. I didn't know
1: that in them. Like I didn't obviously didn't know anything. They right. literally told me nothing. It's right. so frustrating looking back. But like, I think I was thinking about this a little bit. It's like the way that it your life just changes in like a split second is. Yeah is what was so jarring to me about miscarriage. But like with this, there was like, I bled the day after I got the test. I had minor, minor cramping for a lot of it and bleeding.
0: And so I was you just never like, felt I just fully
1: like content or fully like.
0: No, numb. I didn't connected, pregnancy connected. What am I trying to say? Like you confident, like you didn't feel like, no. here we go. this We're doing it. No, there was just something, something that was in you off. that was always like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when that was happening, and are you fine with all questions? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just flip yeah. out anything you Sure. Don't want. Yeah. <laughs> um, how was that with you and Brett being like explaining that to him? And how was he, where was he at with this? Well, he was down before. the hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even before going to the hospital, right. Like with your bleeding, like your on and off bleeding. What was he, did he, does he just like take, your lead like whatever you're kind of feeling he kind of piggybacks on yes, just like it's which like, is
1: great but this yeah. is like funny because so many of our episodes are like intertwining now and i have this like core wound i have realized of like worthiness and like that my voice mm-hmm. is worth being heard and that my problems matter so i don't even think i like brought it up which is like oh some people bleed in pregnancy and like i don't really need to mention okay which is so I sad circle back on this okay
0: because I know for you, it's, it rings, it's a lot deeper than just this, Yes,
1: but a lot
0: of the things I experienced with Hallie, including premature labor, yeah, I was so concerned about being wrong and being annoying to people yes. or thinking but I was being dramatic stuff. <laughs> that I, and so I, that I just like would hold things back. Like I just didn't, I was not confident in what yeah. my gut feelings were. And I don't know about going back. I don't know if I had a dug deeper or had I just been like, no, listen to yourself. Who cares if you sound stupid? Who knows how things would have played out, yeah. but I can totally, um, like just that resonates with me hard that you're yeah. like, I just didn't feel like I should say it.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. Like I'm literally, I feel my whole body is vibrating right now. Just listening to you say that like in a good way, like not in a in just that I relate to it so much and it's validating yeah it's so weird how we do that and even like with we've talked a lot on this podcast about trying to conceive and like I just like left him out of so much stuff because I just assumed he didn't care and like that's so did part
0: of you feel like oh he probably doesn't know like he doesn't know the answer like I'm not
1: asking him about this like he doesn't know if girls bleed
0: after they get pregnancy tests
1: yeah and and he doesn't and like they do so it's very i don't want to have to like oh he probably doesn't want to hear me talk for half an hour about how some women bleed like it's so weird what i've done Mm -hmm. in my brain over my life and like Mm -hmm. this was just like you said questioning everything that's going on and then eventually when the bleeding was like bad i was like well i need to go to emerge and he's just like well yeah like do what you got to do but at the same time he's like just out of nowhere you're to him, it was like, right. He didn't get it. Cause <laughs> he was he wasn't like, you just those... had one little drop of blood and you're going, I'm like, well, no, I've actually been bleeding for like three weeks. I just didn't tell you cause I
0: didn't want to be annoying.
1: It's, it's so... so, I don't
0: know. I would love to dig deeper into that
1: on another, episode like, or something because yeah, that's, that's very, I'm working on this huge, huge in therapy and with body talk mm-hmm. and like in every aspect of my life, I'm trying to like good for you to work on that. But I think it really just started to show up in, my birth with ellie and then in this ectopic mm-hmm. and yeah your biggest takeaways from those experiences are yeah. that your voice
0: was stifled like you were yeah you didn't get to have a voice yeah and like and i've had a enough of that to be like it i was. can't live this anymore like i'm not wrong yeah i'm not wrong it turns out that i'm yeah. not wrong and everything that i was worried about being wrong about or worried about someone not caring like that's not even the truth no and, and, and I, I just have to live was this like, anymore. like
1: pushing my voice down for what like because i was didn't want to bother people or didn't want to like look stupid. So I mean, obviously it's easy to look back in hindsight. So yeah, he, um, I'm trying to get back to the question because what'd you say? What was it like? How was was he handling it? Like he's very, it's so funny because I know I don't give him much opportunity to like take care of me. And yeah. so like, and every time I do, it's like such a pleasant surprise because Because he's he's, like a very nurturing guy and nurturing. (laughs) And he just like, his instinct is to just like wrap me up in himself and like, it feels so good. like, who good. doesn't need that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I want to push back on that as yeah. you can imagine mm-hmm. knowing me. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like softening myself and allowing myself to just like, he's on my team. And so it was like in all these weird ways, I hate to be like, oh, like there's a positive in every situation because it still fucking sucks. I don't know i think that it takes a strong person to be able to see the
0: positives and Mm -hmm. that being said you don't have to see the positives no if it doesn't come naturally then don't push it but if there's something in that situation that okay brett did something that made you guys stronger and made you love him and made you feel so loved by him like you can give that the credit that it deserves by acknowledging that that made you feel good while also knowing that this whole situation had it been able to be avoided you would have chosen to avoid
1: (laughs) it yes yeah and it's just cool like yeah, it it did like change something in us, I think. And also like a big shift in me happened that I was like, I know what I'm doing on this planet for whatever reason. Like I know mm-hmm. and I need to just stop letting whoever and he's even myself, like even yeah, stop letting myself yes. get in the way of that. And like he has never done anything like Brett, I mean, but proved to me that like when I do open up and like show that feminine energy and that side of myself, he is just like there. He just loves it yeah and i just like don't give him enough of opportunity to do that but it was progress it's a work in progress big time but yeah
0: it was so in in that so you didn't tell him at all for the three weeks really, i'm sure that, that could, i did or like had you had you mentioned it it was probably really whatever it's it's yeah. no big deal like someone's like, so like went classic through it and, yeah yeah so then okay you started bleeding you were at you guys were at the lake, right? we were at his
1: brother's house and i was it was the long weekend of remembrance day so i think Mm -hmm. the friday was the day off and so we went up thursday night stayed friday and came home saturday um just to like have the sunday to just like chill out and be productive and the saturday i was like oh like when we got home i remember jumping out of the truck and like you know you feel yeah, I was like, oh, there was something just came out of me that was like more. Yeah. And then I just went to emerge that day. And I think he was probably like Actually, I don't even know how it would be interesting to like yeah. rehash that with him to, to like go see what it he was together and be like what was like what was that like for you? Yeah, I should ask him. But yeah, I just was like texting him cuz he's down the hall getting right. he's getting blood and work. And so how
0: was that for you not having him by your side and being alone because that's another like level of trauma that yeah have you even really acknowledged that I don't think so because it's funny that yeah he had his (laughs) toe was so sore he's down the hallway like it's (sighs) like it's not ridiculous but it's funny like it's ridiculous but
1: yeah like sometimes you just have to laugh at life and I enjoy laughing at life and that was that gave me a moment in the moment I don't think I was like I was devastated I was bawling, and I'm like I'm getting surgery it's called an ectopic pregnancy and he's just like like that doesn't mean anything to him right you know He's, what i mean yeah, like just are they yeah, moving the, the baby are mean? they just taking something out of you and the baby's fine like he like, has no what's idea wrong? yeah are they yeah it was just yeah i can't imagine how that was for him i should definitely ask him but yeah the another funny thing i hate saying this is funny but i was thinking about it the other day was that like i was in the hospital for 48 hours and so like i work from home it's very easy on our relationship the flexibility that I have it's so convenient that right. I like I can kind of like let Ellie sleep in get her dress for daycare like I yeah. don't have to panic about being at work at a certain time really like
0: throwing dinner in
1: the crock pot or yeah, starting it yeah, yeah. there's a like, lot of like there's some perks there's big perks home. and like but I take Ellie to daycare every day but like now I'm in the hospital obviously he has to take her mm-hmm. and she started like throwing up at like three in the morning no puked all over the sheets three separate times like every so shit like a flu she month. was like so sick. oh no and poor brett just like sometimes i swear it's just like the universe is like oh i'm just gonna stir the shit out of this little yeah, pot like, for a you... second and you're like <laughs> it you a little bit of this he can't fucking walk Oh my God, I forgot about that <laughs> for a second. Ellie's puking, so now she can't go to daycare. And he was like just kind of working from home and getting caught up. Or I don't even, maybe he was going to work. I don't remember. But like, yeah, so it's just like was such a shit show. So then he brought her over to my my sister's house because my parents were there. And then wow. my mom watched Ellie for the day. And it was just like this just so many whole things. kerfuffle. Like, I'm like, yeah, nothing so, can be easy. Like it always no. seems to have to be like that, right? Like, like couldn't I just like have? And i mean if i'm being totally like i think i have fully dissociated i know i kind of told you this like i just mm-hmm. like checked out i'm like i don't i'm just gonna enjoy two days 48 hours in a bed alone with my laptop like okay isn't i it mean <laughs> so toxic that
0: my head i've been biting my tongue to say was it kind of nice like i would love to
1: go to the hospital for two days it's like that it. movie i like, know this is so horrible I for hope. Me to
0: say. Yeah,
1: it's it, it. I know what you mean though. So it's like that movie. I think it's called like Bad Moms or whatever. She's like, I just want to get in like a minor car accident.
0: <laughs> I, I have to be in the hospital so for. Hard.
1: And seriously, like my nothing my life-threatening. I no, don't no, want no. anybody
0: to get hurt, but I would love to be in the hospital for
1: like a week. Like just by this myself. Is so bad, and like it was actually and this is like another something that we've talked about is that I'm really good at like of skipping over the emotion part. I'm like, okay, I had an ectopic pregnancy. I need to plan my recovery. I need to figure out how soon I can get pregnant again. So I'm just in there planning. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm making doctor's appointments. I'm fucking like killing it. If Anyone ever I needs mean, to plan their ectopic pregnancy. Like I'm there, you know what i like? I'm your girl.
0: Um, yeah. So that was definitely a trauma response for you. Yes. It's like you are a doer, like you go into action to solve the issue, and and fix like a fixer, right? Yeah,
1: that's what needs to happen. So that's what you're gonna make sure it's all gonna happen. But yeah, so that's another big part. Like I'm worthy of sitting in those emotions and feeling them and experiencing them and being sad over something like this. And I was eventually, but in the moment, I really don't think. I was, like, probably in shock, too. Probably. It was just so wild. And, like,
0: there's something to be said, too, for, the like, what your body is going through with yeah. the rush of hormones. Like, yeah. even thinking about the first, I don't even know how long, friggin' two years plus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. But yeah. after giving birth, that, like, your hormones just plummet. Oh, it's just crazy. I don't yeah. know. I so much like, going on. Yeah, and so anytime you have a miscarriage or an ectopic or something that, I shouldn't say something, but like, yeah, miscarriage or nectopic. Like, once that pregnancy is over, it is considered a birth and you're yeah. considered postpartum. So, yeah. your body was going through postpartum. Shifts,
1: I know. Oh, it's just all
0: so crazy. So, then how was that after? So, you're in the hospital 48 hours on your vacation, still jealous. So that, That's so bad. And like, me, this I'm is sorry.
1: so weird. I remember though, my mom brought like a huge thing of homemade guacamole and just a bag of Doritos. And I was just like, I'm eating fucking chips and dip. And I think I watched. Oh, what did I watch? I don't know. I watched like a whole series on Netflix and like, I haven't done that in. So, I mean, in ways I like was really taking care of myself, I guess I was, but yeah, it was, it wasn't until later that I like grieved it and like felt. When do you it. feel like you started to grieve it after your miscarriage? I think it was like going through my miscarriage. I think honestly getting pregnant again was like, holy shit, like I lost that baby, like that, you know, and then, did it
0: signify to you that that was over, like that, the lifetime of that baby, even though the actual lifespan was done, but like you were still sitting in that, I can't Mm -hmm. get pregnant again, I'm Mm -hmm. still stuck in this waiting period, post-medication from ectopic pregnancy, like, did you feel like when you got pregnant again, you're like, oh, okay, now I'm on a, this
1: is a different Mm -hmm. baby,
0: like, that baby is not what i'm, I'm not in the process anymore. of that
1: baby anymore yeah like i'm out yeah maybe that was part of it but it was also like what the fuck just happened like mm-hmm. and i had been doing more research i'm like no one gave me any information
0: right like the more you learned the more i was like, getting like you probably yes became. very
1: angry and this kind of like yeah just set me up for like they wanted to test my bloods when you get pregnant again after an ectopic, they're wanting to take your blood like so much all the time constantly. And I was just like, I don't even want to go to the doctor anymore. Like I'm so done with this industry. So I think that was when I really started to even realize that there was like some trauma going on. And Mm -hmm. like, obviously in the time between we were sad, like we wanted a baby. And like, so, you know, there was like time spent grieving and like, a lot of crying and like snuggling and talking to Ellie and like, it's weird when you like open the closet and you see like the big sister shirt that I had, like, that's mm-hmm. the shit that just like sends you. And yeah, that was what was hard for me was like little milestones. Like I really wanted to be pregnant at Christmas and like tell our families and like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't get to do that. And then I felt more pain like later
0: than like in when the moment you, like
1: grieving the experience that you lost like that yeah. you lost that yeah. was taken from you yeah. yeah
0: I think that that's very common
1: yeah especially with like an early loss too I think it's, that's the more like well yeah who knows really but yeah was... right I
0: see what you mean though like the like it's a little I shouldn't say more superficial but you're excited for the things I think when mm-hmm. you have a later loss I can only imagine it's like I don't even want to, it's imagine just more it.
1: concrete. Not that I know I don't really have the experience and I don't know other people might feel that way but already. You probably within...
0: had some of those experiences yeah. of telling people and yeah. right. And so that wouldn't be what you're grieving. You're grieving something completely different because it is completely. Different. Yeah. It's
1: always. So yeah. And then I think maybe we'll have another episode one day when I feel like I'm ready to talk about my miscarriage experience, but that was where I truly was like went following. through what do you mean like timeline wise like you started trying
0: after the ectopic when you were able to and you got pregnant right away right I think so and then I have to look at my spreadsheet (laughs) I feel like you might I I think it was a couple
1: months because I was like I'm not going to track my ovulation we're just going to start trying classic like I do every time and then I was like okay this month I'm going to track my ovulation and then tracked it and got pregnant but yeah Yeah. that it was such a It's a crazy It's a lot of
0: trauma to go back to back. Mm
1: -hmm. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Like, what a crazy two years it was.
0: And it's kind of funny, like, sitting here now and, like, a month ago, you wouldn't have even been able to, like, separate that from, like, Mm -hmm. your journey now, I feel Mm -hmm. like, because it just continued into... I wonder how much of the trauma you just, like, have been carrying with you, which I'm sure part of it you will forever. Like, Mm -hmm. those are two babies of yours and it comes with feelings and I don't feel like that's Ever just going to not be something you yeah. care about. But yeah. I wonder how much of it was brought forward every single day, and you're trying to conceive journey and not like being able to separate it from being like it just led right from this into the next into the next. And now that yeah. you're like giving yourself time to be like, I'm taking a break, like you're severing that. Yeah. And like that experience is now over, and you're working on something different. And yeah. then you'll, in turn, again, when you're ready, try to have another baby, that experience will not it won't pick up where you left off, which yeah. is kind of what feels like you did after your ectopic yeah. you picked up where you left off and you tried and to, have, here we go again. You know, and and then it's like, miscarriage okay. and then you
1: picked up where you left off. Yeah. And-, and that's like exactly what I was saying about, like I'm worth a couple months of like, absolutely working on myself and doing like whatever I need to do to like heal my body and healing your body means dealing with some shit that you've had, like some trauma in the past. And even I think this will come out before the episode where we talk about my body talk session that oh, I had, but that cool. she tied my two parasites. She's like, You have two parasites that are holding on to your, and your body's holding on to them because it's holding on to your two pregnancies that was you lost. I
0: literally thinking about that on my drive here. And do you remember? I can't even remember when it was, but it was a couple episodes ago. We were talking, and I was saying, Maybe your body still thinks, and maybe we didn't record it, but I yeah. remember I was here. And we were yeah. talking about Maybe your body still thinks that it, was pregnant or like maybe it's holding on it's to that and like waiting not, until yeah. your you know expected due dates were passed to even be ready Ooh. like what if there's do you, isn't that, that weird that we were kind of maybe. talking about that to be like and I was thinking more of a I mean I wasn't thinking a parasite linking to like but I was thinking maybe there's something going on that your body just isn't ready like mm-hmm. some part of your body still thinks I should be pregnant so I can't get pregnant
1: because right. I should be pregnant like, aren't I pregnant what is this thing in me <laughs> Right. different What's... kind of parasite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you like hold on to parasites with trauma like they're very connected so it's so That's interesting crazy. how these two worlds just overlap and i actually this was something i really wanted to mention i think i told you this when it was all kind of going on but i remember listening to a podcast and it said like regarding like losing a pregnancy it's like your job as a mom overall is to just love your babies no matter what decisions they make for their whole entire life. Mm -hmm. You are there to just show them like, I love you and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And if they decide that it's not their time to come to earth, Mm -hmm. or if they decide that, you know what, in this lifetime, this is all that I can handle. I'm just here to say like, I love you. And like, I loved you for the time that I had you. And like, I still do. And I'm always like your mom Whew. And I just think that's like such a gift to give to people who experience a loss because part of it is you just feel like it's so weird because it's a big hole in you that like no one else can really You see. just
0: probably, yeah, you feel, yeah, nobody can see it and no one can feel it because it was with, it. like it was with, yeah. nobody is in your body, yeah. like nobody can feel and people can relate, mm-hmm. but nobody can feel yeah. exactly that. and they're. Makes me think of this quote, which is kind of like cheesy, but I, after my grandparent or my grandpa, my papa passed away, I saw this um quote and it just said, like, grief is love with no place to go. And I mm-hmm. always like that just resonated with yeah. me to think of, like, wow, like that, there's all this hurt where this love used to be. Like, you yeah. used to just love this person and call them, but now you right, can't. Now so you it's can. painful. And you would, you know, go for coffee with them, but you can't. So then you're having that pain instead of like going to do that act or yeah. whatever. And, and yeah, that just speaks like volumes. Yeah. To me. Like, what I you're love saying that.
1: With... I really lo- I just felt like a weight lifted off of me. I was like, Oh, I can just like still love these babies for my whole life. I'm like, that's okay.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's just, yeah. No, what were you going to say? No, nothing good. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel now you're coming up on one year? Do you feel mm. any significance towards the chapter being over? Or do you feel like with what you were just saying, with being able to love your babies mm-hmm. forever, like, do you think that this is something you're just going to try to healthily carry with you forever?
1: Good to be decided. Question. Yeah, and I think I'm only just like tapping. I'm having like some sort of freaking awakening or something in my life right now. Like, so many shifts are happening, and I just think that it was because of this mm-hmm. what I went through in the with mm-hmm. growing my family, and so yeah, all I can do right now is like, try to sit in the emotions as they come. And I don't know where that's going to lead. And that's really weird for me. It's a really weird space to be in because Mm -hmm. I always have a plan. Always. I'm excited to see where it takes you. I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for another level. You're ready. It will be good. So how do you feel then
0: moving forward? I guess, are you, I guess you're nervous, like Mm -hmm. knowing, not knowing what what to expect. Like, it's hard to just open yourself up to be like, okay, yeah. journey. Like however I this is supposed I to know. play out, whatever I'm supposed to be going through is just supposed to happen. You have no control. Like girls like you, girl like you, we don't like relinquishing control over here. No, but so. you know
1: what? It's like the first time I've truly done it in my whole entire life, I think. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that it would feel like I just, a weight has just lifted. It's That's... kind of blowing my mind.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I hope it gives you this space to really like heal in another level, like another, you yeah, know, another way of healing. And like, and I don't know, to some people dates are very,
1: um, significant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so maybe you're one of those people without even knowing it, And maybe that's all kind of coming to a head, like right at the one year mark of when you first started this journey. Yeah. of lossing losses lossing <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> of losing and yeah maybe the next six months
1: will just like bring
0: some mm-hmm. really good healing and i'm like obsessed you. with
1: numbers so like i wouldn't be surprised if dates were like a big deal for me without me really realizing it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: even just the way that it was like my due dates and yeah. the day like they was yeah. just too freaking weird it was like yeah okay this is but yeah it feels huge it feels like looking back now i'm like this is my life's work i think is finally doing what i'm doing right now that is really like (laughs) liberating i know well yeah and like freaking scary but it's like if i it feels generational to me Mm -hmm. and part of the body talk that i had she was like this is this goes back this pain this block goes back seven years on like this side of your family and i wonder
0: if that if um the people that she had mentioned or tied in to that mm-hmm. generational block. Is that, is that what you would call generational, it? Generational. Yeah. Like generational like a trauma, trauma. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they carried the exact same experiences.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's probably frick. I'm sure along the way, but I think it's just dealing with things in the same sort of way. And like mm-hmm. that worthiness, like mm-hmm. as women all often, it's like, well, I'm not really, it doesn't really matter. I don't really need to, recover like I can probably just like keep going and keep doing this and like be strong and or push even just through.
0: ignoring like a lot of people are not able to deal with their traumas and their like grief head-on and can Hi, just it's <laughs> me exactly and just have to like don't even give it the thought to be like I'm not you know oh whatever I'm fine and whatever they just dive back into life and just don't give it the thought and yeah. don't yeah and unknowingly are telling themselves like yeah you don't why would you need to do that you need to do this 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 and this which that's not what
1: everyone else does and people are gonna even like women for years have been doing this this this.
0: miscarriages happen all the time and they just go back to doing this this and this so that's what i have to do and yeah yeah
1: i feel like i mean i want we could get into like i want to like do my miscarriage it's justice and i feel like it needs its own episode but i agree because that is very
0: well also i'm
1: like emotionally tied to it because yeah
0: I don't even know. You can cleanse this out if you want, okay. but because of, I feel like we started to bond very, very, very quickly before even deciding on a podcast. But the day that I was doing your hair, when yeah. we were like, "Let's do a podcast," because <laughs> you were talking about your miscarriage, mm-hmm. and I asked to see. I asked if you took a picture, and you yeah. said yes. And I asked to see it, and yeah. you said yes. And I thought, "Oh God, like this is really bold. Like, is I would never step. do that." Just that's a personal. That's like saying, "Can I see your vagina?" <laughs> like that's Really
1: <laughs> personal, which I don't do. I don't ask people that
0: if I can. But see you know what? Geez. Like at
1: that point, I yeah, I wouldn't. If I was like, you mean coming out of me? Or, yeah, no. But like at that point, I had kind of had that realization of like, this is my baby. I know yes, that. I remember. So no, you weird. said exactly that. That's my baby. <laughs> I remember that, and I
0: literally remember the picture. I remember exactly yeah. what it looked like, and oh, I, God. and I just yeah so I feel very like
1: emotionally tied to that
0: experience
1: so and I'm even for me doing, doing that and like telling you and showing you was a huge it's like that's how you grieve and how you process is absolutely. by talking about it that's mm-hmm. literally how you do it and so to like share and being able your to acknowledge your feelings and being like yeah, yeah like like this is fucking weird I'm this this crazy is fucking weird but yeah
0: like I made this like yeah this like is my, baby. my baby it's <laughs> really sad and it's really you know graphic and it's all these things but I'm there not shouldn't be a time where anymore. you're like not proud to show that that's yeah. your baby and that like why would you hide that exactly but like i mean i wouldn't encourage you to like post it or... no <laughs> and
1: <laughs> but with people that you're comfortable with all that, all that all that all that but me a year six months before that would have never taken a photo looked at it yeah it's like, to, like just never way so yeah. so much shifted for me after my ectopic that was that i can't not be grateful for and it's so Mm. confusing and so i think part of it that i'm still working on is like
0: how to know how to acknowledge like the coexisting feelings of having something horrible and traumatic happen and hope wishing that that never happened but also being grateful that it's brought out this new side of you that is feeling more confident and more just more like hmm, what's the word i don't even know it's
1: like better
0: <laughs> yeah like more confident in your
1: and i hope that this feelings. doesn't make me sound like just a total like hippie douchebag asshole that's like everything has a purpose it's like i, don't think, I, so. think, I think you you're can choose about your situation yeah and for me i found that i can that i can choose like to find something in a situation a lesson and i think that's how you grow i think that's how i've grown over my life so it takes a strong <sighs> person to be
0: able to see past that though
1: yeah i just don't like the whole toxic positivity thing where like everything's good and everything happens for a reason and like a thousand percent but it does but that's not what you're saying okay
0: good (laughs) that's not what you're saying like i said those feelings are allowed to coexist i think that's one of the most confusing parts of anything that we go through that's traumatic is that
1: yeah. Like yeah, there are always
0: like, there's always a bright side. Like there always is. And if you aren't one to see it, there's someone that's going to say it to you. It's the asshole. It's like, well, at least this. And, at yeah, least and this. it's like, and right. We need to be in a place or like encourage women to be able to be in a place where it's like, okay, yeah, at least this did happen. I had a premature baby and she was fucking massive. And yeah. I'm so grateful that she was strong because she was right. going to be fucking 11 pounds. She needed she to come home. early. Like she was yeah. so big, but that doesn't mean it wasn't traumatic and that I wasn't scared for her and I wasn't scared for me. And I didn't, you know, go through all these things, but yeah, that was a good thing. But that does, I don't know. I just feel like we are so quick to
1: like, I don't even know. Even just just, like like, hold on to those like triggers, you know, like, yeah, we're so quick to be
0: defensive of like our feelings to validate so that someone will be like, okay, yeah, like that does suck. And I'm not saying that it doesn't need to be, but just, toxic positivity gets me kind yeah of because it's like i don't know it's so and even confusing. like i
1: remember i i think someone i don't remember if anyone said this to me but i know it's common it's like well at least you have you already have one baby and it's like hearing that is like really triggering
0: and if nobody says but, it to you it's in the back of your head because you but
1: it for, for me softened it that whole experience been. for me in a way that i have to acknowledge like you can't just say that someone going through what i went through with no baby already would make not make that experience harder it I, would i agree and it did make it slightly softer for me that mm-hmm. i had her to come home to like mm-hmm. and i just think it's so weird that people are like well you can't say at least you have one at home because that doesn't erase the pain that i went through right and the pain that people go through who don't and it's like that gets to me sometimes it's like yeah it, not at least i don't like the way it's at least you have already have one it's like maybe say it in a different way yes it did
0: soften the experience but it did still hurt this amount and yeah and i'm allowed to
1: grieve that and to
0: sit in those feelings and to
1: feel that and but also acknowledge my gratitude for her and like how lucky i am to have a healthy toddler like i think that's so
0: crazy and like we say this too and it's like I don't like I personally like I really have an issue with toxic positivity Mm -hmm. it like really gets under my skin and like stupid but (laughs) but I feel like there's such a healthy way of having a positive angle on it because we've been now talking for how long and you've been able to say how horrible it was Mm -hmm. and how you sit in all those feelings and talk about all of that and then at the end come to a I am glad I have Ellie at home I mm-hmm. am grateful for her helping soften the situation I am so grateful that I have a healthy toddler like those that gratefulness that gratitude didn't go anywhere that was always sitting there mm-hmm. but that's not what is screaming to get out mm-hmm. of like your chest of being right. like, I need to be heard and I need to feel this like that doesn't affect in my opinion, I don't know, I shouldn't even say it doesn't affect what you went through, but like they're coexisting things. Yeah, They don't need to counteract anything. Like you said, it doesn't erase anything. They're two things. I'm grateful that I have a healthy toddler. Absolutely. And I'm also heartbroken that I went through all of this and that's just, there's no, that's just that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. I'm glad you said that because sometimes I worry that I'm only saying like the good, but If you hate toxic positivity and you think I'm okay, then we're good. Yeah, I do. I think you're okay. Yay. Well, on that note. (laughs) Yeah. So it was an experience.
0: An experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah.
0: Thanks for holding space for me. Always. It comes with a lot of feelings. Anytime we post anything on here that's personal. Yeah. It's another level of like. Sharing that, like, or it's another level of, oh, like I don't know, <laughs> second guessing yeah. or like just a little bit of anxiety and stress. So good for you for sharing because we've already had people reach out who have thanked you for sharing yeah. what you've gone through, and that's going to just further validate their feelings in their experiences and in their lives. And yeah, you know, I people hope so. Can do
1: it. Yeah. yeah, and like anyone can always message me um, about anything. So, so there you go. There you go.
0: Love ya. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram at girl like you pod. Give us a follow and shoot us a message. If there's something you want to talk about,
1: we put out new episodes every Thursday and please make sure you rate review and subscribe. It helps us lots. Bye. Bye. Bye.